Hello all and welcome to Sweating the Small Stuff, a show where we sweat over the details that make our world richer. I'm your personal brain trainer, Cameron Boozar-Jamari, and today I'm joined by... Your personal brain fiend, Keon Boozar-Jamari. We really have to reevaluate that title. No, we don't. I love it. It's great. All right. It's very good. So I have brought you... Everyone loves it. Oh my goodness. I, you are a treasure. You, I hope, if nothing else, for this podcast, everyone knows what a treasure you are. What are you bopping mm-hmm. on? Sorry, I was moving my mic. How dare you? We are recording professionals. This is all staying in the episode. Yeah, whatever, whatever you say, pal, about recording professionals. <laughs> <laughs> and I was getting some bad plosives. I want to make sure this wasn't going to be a bear to edit. All right. So, Keon. You may be wondering why I have brought you out of your den of slumber <laughs> where you fiend over maniacal plans. But I figured there maniacal be, minds. I figured there'd be no better person to discuss this question with than you. Mm-hmm. Are mad scientists really mad scientists? I by definition I assume so, considering they're they're called that, right? I was going to say, I'm glad that you brought that part up. I took the courtesy of going to the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary and getting us a few simple definitions to play with this episode. So I would have loved if you just started the episode like with a cold open. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines scientists as... They define podcasts as when two people get really bored and want to make sure they stay in touch long distance. So they've come up with this charade. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I could see that being directly in the dictionary, or at least urban dictionary. Just two images of us yelling in the microphones. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me bring it back. So we got three operative definitions to help box off the sandbox. So first of all, I want to define what the word mad means. Mad means arising from, indicative of, or marked by mental disorder, completely unrestrained by reason and judgment, carried away by enthusiasm or desire, or extremely or excessively fond of or enthusiastic about something or someone. I like the last couple versions of that, not the first two. Yeah, I think think actually it helps frame it as being that, like, you don't actually have to be a bad scientist to be a mad scientist. To be a rad scientist. Exactly. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Okay. All right. So your second definition. Scientist. A person learned in science, and especially natural science, a scientific investigator conducted in the manner of science or according to results of investigation by science. So yeah, you better know what science means if you want to. Yeah, Merriam-Webster's dictionary for science. Please go look up science. It's basically saying a person who (laughs) wants to question something and look up or like create an experiment to determine if that thing is true to verify or contest a result. Well, you've come to the right podcast. Yes, that is unfortunately like our whole shtick. And then finally, Mm -hmm. we have an engineer, a person who's trained in or follows as a profession, a branch of engineering, a person who carries through an enterprise by skillful or artful contrivance, a crafty schemer, or a person who runs or supervises (laughs) an engine or engine apparatus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just slip that in, a crafty schemer. (laughs) Fucking Merriam-Webster, come on. Oh, my God. She was bested by an engineer at some point and was like, you crafty schemer. (laughs) Never again will an engineer get one over on me i will warn show the you world. do you know who i am i will warn the world of your ilk all right so to save us a little trouble i did dig up a few quote-unquote mad scientists but i thought maybe you might want to uh 
Want to throw some in and out for us? Sure, sure. Yeah, let's get a burger. Let's get an in and out. All right. Um, the uh, uh, get them animal style. Um, uh, so really quick, yeah. So just to based on those definitions to say that like, so a mad scientist meaning like mad is in like I like I like the definition that's like enthusiastic about stuff. Let's go with that or getting carried away with an idea. Yeah. Uh, and then also you know being a little crazy, being a little cuckoo in the brain. But then the scientist pertaining to like does that kind of have to do more with research than because, I mean, I know it said swindler for engineer, but, like, engineer sounds like a professional, someone that's has a profession in which they practice, while a scientist is kind of, uh, like, they might not be the, the one going out and, like, doing the thing they're researching to bring back, uh, like, to draw out a truth to tell other scientists. Yeah, I think you're definitely on the right track. And for those mm-hmm. listening, I'll do my best to f- dig up an XKCD I'm about to reference and throw it on our Instagram or somewhere. <laughs> but basically, there's an XKCD that perfectly sums this up, saying that it's a mad scientist saying, I will finally control the world, blah, blah, blah. And the guy comes up to him and says, yeah, but what are you testing for? And the guy said, what do you mean what I'm testing for? I just wanted to create a weather machine. And the other guy says, uh, I guess... Most mad scientists are just mad engineers. The, po- the point being that uh, like, he didn't try to test anything scientifically. He just wanted to build a weather machine or whatever doodad mm-hmm. or contraption, whatever. So I think yeah. I think that's like the perfect that, – that, that's what got me on this. I was like I was really curious about who else kind of fits in this vein and where – are the real mad scientists we should be keeping an eye out for. So let me mm-hmm. let me start us off just to get us a little momentum. Dexter from Dexter's Lab. Mad scientist or mad engineer? Oh, I mean, he he does a bit of both, I, th- I feel. Like, he, he makes the things, but also, I like, a lot of his episodes are doing some sort of research. That's true. Like, there are a lot of episodes where he's rocking a clipboard, and he's, like, mm-hmm. shoots laser beams at something that should never have laser beams shot at it. And after your 20-minute episode is over, he has learned nothing. So yeah. I think he sets out to the, be a scientist. Yeah, like the lab coat, I, I'm trying to think of like, the lab coat makes it a little bit of a gray area because I'm picturing scientists with lab, lab coats. Engineers, I picture with like a, a hard hat or something, like out doing stuff, except oh. for computer engineers, which are with like a flannel shirt and a beard and mm-hmm. glasses. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some chilled coffee and kombucha. Exactly. We know what exactly. we like. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's and let's... in our in an R field bald. Right. <laughs> Way to call me out, buddy. <laughs> hey, now, I'm calling myself out. Next time you're here, I'm taking an angry bald selfie with you, and the world will know <laughs> the shine. Good. So, we'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to make sure we buff out our our chrome dumps. Exactly. So next one up, Dexter from the show Dexter, scientist or engineer. Uh, wait, no, he technically is. Wait, no, 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 no. wait. So his profession is, I feel, an engineer. Like, I don't think he does much research. He's just, like, analyzing stuff in the... Well, mm, so he's, wow. he's definitely this a one's lab tougher tech, than... basically. That's, like, what I've uh, determined his job really is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, doesn't that... Would that border on a scientist or an engineer, do you feel? Because, I mean, his practicing of the art of killing within itself is engineer basis. But, I mean, the scientist aspect of his profession... He's kind of like he I, I feel like those are the two halves of him. I want to believe that he is a scientist in that every time he wraps someone up, he's curious how many different places he can stab them before they die. He's See, testing the a thing. theory. Cu- 
Yeah, I'm curious if he's testing, like if he's actually testing or it's... I. Mm. He's also this asking is a problem. The, yeah, he's asking the bigger question. Does this solve crime? It doesn't, but <laughs> well, that, sometimes... That, I feel like the showrunners for Dexter, the uh, HBO show, or Showtime? I think it was HBO. The showrunners for the Dexter show and had looked at Dexter's laboratory and been like, what if killing, though? <laughs> that what might if be, death? That might be an atrocious <laughs> jumping off point, but I think I see where you're going. All right, let's bring it back. Let's make it a little more child-friendly. Mm. We got Jimmy okay. Neutron, everyone's favorite oh, troublemaker okay. from the Nickelodeon lineup. Yeah. I love, I, I love Jimmy Neutron. I there I said he, it. Yeah, I'd say engineer because he doesn't. I don't. I don't see him really delivering much, uh, except for like schoolwork. Besides that, he's mostly like creating things, like he's building and practicing more than he is researching. Yeah, and he definitely. I want to say, like what I've noticed is of the people we've been discussing so far, none of them fall under the category of mad in my mind. They're like focused on science, but they're not. They don't get wild for science. Well, this is what I love about... On the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary uh, definitions, do you have like a time period by which they were made? So MAD Uh, is... Like the definitions? MAD is, in modern senses, refers to angry. And then if you go back at least 100 to 200 years is definitely where MAD referred to the idea of insanity or the idea of enthusiasm more. So he's mad with... That like when they say mad, it usually means a person who is insane or out of sync or mm-hmm. maniacal. That that kind of mad. The obsessive mad lives somewhere between then and now. Yeah, because I'm picturing like, well, honestly, like thinking about it now, it seems like one of those things where people are like, quote unquote, taking it back. Like the Joker is a cool pop idol now when mm-hmm. in reality he's like, you know, a terrible person. And like all of these other like terrible things are now being given new light of like these are cool and badass and that kind of thing and that like the the term mad uh, that that alone so like mad can have a cool connotation that way but also the fact that like if i'm thinking 200 years ago i'm thinking life is working on a farm Mm -hmm. or like in Mm -hmm. uh, doing some menial task and then you have one dude that's like no i'm gonna measure this thing out and i'm gonna do this and that they're like that guy's not doing any farm work he must be a crazy angry person (laughs) and like (laughs) twisting it to be like that person's not doing the status quo i hate him he's some sort of crazy misanthrope i'm going to get rid of him and he's quote-unquote mad and now it's like no that's just everybody because we all need side hustles because we're millennials yeah i'm now just imagining isaac newton under the apple tree and his dad's like what are you doing get back (laughs) to work (laughs) get back to the farm like everyone else no i want to create physics yeah no please the physics is right here plus (laughs) apple falls see it's right there it's right there all right uh let's bring it back so mm-hmm. a man near and dear to one of your fra- favorite franchises the doctor of the Eggmans. <gasps> yay sonic scientist uh, oh man oh yeah i love it uh a footnote for all the people listening and wondering why my brother had a mini i i don't know what to call that uh he is the Sonic man. Every time you talk about Sonic and you think you're the biggest Sonic fan, he's watching you from the bushes, waiting for his moment it's to strike. It's me, Sonic. 
just total <laughs> just madness exactly um, okay um, so, yeah no it, it, if you listen to why a podcast then you know that i am i am rowdy the sonic boy, boy. The rowdy I, god sonic i boy. if you have any sonic news i will listen to it all day i oh man i love me some sonic if sonic could be used in a phd dissertation you would have like six doctorates Oh my god, dude! If I yeah, whole oh, I could do a research paper on Sonic. All right, so let's go. Let's go run down Doctor Eggman's favorite daily tasks, which are acquire Chaos Emeralds, use Chaos mm-hmm. Emeralds. Yes. So I, I, I feel like he's more of a. I would really it, the only way that you could twist this into him being a scientist is if he's the kind of person that's testing the chaos emeralds powers but and by the way yeah for anyone listening dr eggman or robotnik he wants to get the chaos emeralds so he can harness their powers and that they are a kind of a primal energy source and so that's it i think they're just a battery like yeah. he's not he just wants a battery for his big machines that he creates because he's an engineer like and they never it, really work no, or I mean, he gets a a bioweapon like uh, chaos, yeah. which was like, what the heck, man? Or he gets another bioweapon, Shadow the Hedgehog, the ultimate life form. Wow, he's really just harnessing harnessing bioweapons, trying to feed him these stones. He's really lazy. I I, I admire yeah. his work ethic. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> and I don't know if he qualifies as mad either. He's just involved. He's mad at Sonic. Okay, like yeah, he's a mad scientist, and he's a grumpy man. That- See, that's the thing is that like for I mean, like I wouldn't call Dexter mad like he's he's mad at Didi. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. He, all these people are just mad at the people that get in the way of them doing their science. All like, right. It, it, honestly, I, I think I have one that we can actually qualify as being a mad scientist from okay. pop culture. Dr. Okay. Emmett Brown from the Back to the Future. Yes, he yeah. definitely oh, yeah. records like he creates a time machine and the first thing he does to test it is he puts his dog in it and then sends it to the future and uses empirical evidence using stopwatches to prove that he created a time machine Mm -hmm. like yeah wow yeah as an introductory scene that's that's pretty strong like that is immediately saying that's a scientist yeah that's a science man and then Mm -hmm. he is obsessed with time travel that like he even when he d- get destroys the DeLorean, he decides to build a time train because it's in him. It's built into his blood. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he even asks Marty when he like, uh, well, his younger self asks Marty about like the future a little bit where he's just like, Marty says like, oh man, that's really heavy, Doc. He's like, is that is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull in the future? Is like, oh, he wants to know. He wants to test that. What's the difference? Why did that happen? Like it's more of an, inqui- I think that's also the difference is that it's an inquisitive mind versus a, here's a problem. I need to fix it using robots. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that's the genius of it is that he a beloved pop culture icon who drives the franchise is a mad scientist. <laughs> we get, <I> <laughs> <yep>. You either die a hero. Or live long enough to see yourself become and show up in two sequels. <laughs> yeah, to become Dr. Wiley. Exactly. And then, <laughs> all right, so this one, I don't think you'll be very familiar with him, but he's actually from a movie that's semi, semi near and dear to my heart from uh, ye old 80s. In The Adventures oh. of Buckaroo Banzai's... Uh, uh, the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Dr. Emilio mm-hmm. Lizardo. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> I it, I remember you guys were watching it in college. I didn't see the whole movie. It's a I, banger man. of a movie. <sighs> I'm really upset it, I haven't seen it. It is so wild and nothing about the plot makes any sense. And it drags on forever. But Jeff Goldblum's in it. So you've got to watch it. 
And oh I, yes, please. You gotta watch. I anyone listening at home, pause the episode. Go. Actually, I want to do like a live stream where I just watch Buckaroo Bonsai with Sam and I just force her to watch it. And she'll be like, I cannot believe we're doing this. And it is a rowdy. Yes. It is a rowdy movie. Oh, my God. Like, I will just sit there it's and describe to you what's movie. happening on this screen. And you will think I am making it up. Anyway. Oh, man. I need. I love those kind of movies. So Dr. Emilio Lizardo, he's like the crux of the show <laughs> in that he tries to create a machine that basically travels like the, the idea of it is that like there's empty space between every single solid object in the universe. This is something physicists, basically anyone who is interested in physics knows because the atoms that actually keep you from moving through an object, the actual space between them is massive. So the idea that there is this like incredible amount of empty space in an object holds up. What they have proposed is that that empty space is occupied by parallel dimensions where crazy freaking aliens live. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. Oh my God. And so in the movie, he creates this hilarious like minecart contraption that is somewhere between literally a minecart like think Temple of Doom and... The time machine from the movie Time Machine or the H.G. Wells novel Time Machine, whichever you prefer. I'm not going to get into fight about this. If you really want to complain about it, hit us up on Twitter at Small Stuff Show. So <laughs> his, he creates a machine where he is testing to see if he can go into the dimension. And he is so obsessed with it that he goes insane and technically an alien lives inside his brain. So what? Yes. So X number of years later when Buckaroo Banzai is doing his test and there's, I've never, like when the Large Hadron Collider does stuff, people like make a fuss about like, oh, it's going to yeah. open a black hole and kill us all. I can't think of a single time where they were like, this is the Large Hadron Collider doing something. We're CNN. <laughs> I've never, yeah. like they'll do tours of it, but like they have like a massively syndicated, like Buckaroo Banzai just broke across the eighth dimension using his super space <laughs> car of the future with rockets. So he, there's a constant live stream of his laboratory. Yeah. And it's just like, he was the original live streamer. He was original vlogger of science. He makes Neil deGrasse Tyson look like a lame -o. See, that's the thing that I think differentiates is that when the, like the ultimate, presentation of their work is usually a like it's the one thing like that's why for doc brown it's like oh all of my research has culminated in this time machine and then for buckaroo bonza it's like all my research has culminated in this interdimensional travel like that's the thing that i think drastically differentiates them is that like with anybody else it's like i made a bunch of robots you know i like like i do because i'm an engineer that makes robots like that's my job while everybody else is like no i'm pushing like the the forefront of technology i'm on the cutting edge mm -hmm. state-of-the-art technology and now i'm going to show you something unprecedented exactly. like i feel like that's that's a litmus test for for the difference and that's a, i think that's a big insult is that dr lizardo's entire life's work is creating this interdimensional machine and buckaroo bonsai is like a like just like world-trotting scientist musician kung fu fighter <laughs> Who's like, li like, I'm telling you, the entire intro position of the movie is I amazing. Movie. I know. That's we have to amazing. set up like a simultaneous live stream where we can just, you, oh, we man. will watch it. And I just want your reaction to everything. I would love, yeah, a commentary track of yes. just the entire movie. It'll be our own oh incredibly terrible Mystery Science Theater 3000. It, 
it would just be me laughing and you being like, right? Right, though? I told you. I told you this happened. Well, this is the best branding that that movie's ever gotten. All right. Yeah. All right. Now, I think we've hit up enough. We got some video games. We got some pop culture. Oh, wait. I almost mm-hmm. missed one. So, uh, another one of your favorites, uh, Mega Man, Dr. Wily and yeah, Dr. Light. Megan Man. Yeah. So, we um, got two sides of the same metaphorical robotics coin. So this one actually, yeah, uh, this one I feel like is a little bit of a gray area because each of the robot masters are supposed to be slightly different. Like they're all geared towards something. So actually from the definition we just came up with where uh, a scientist is based on the culmination of their research leads to a product like a proof of concept, then that can be iterated on by an engineer. I feel like that might be applicable here, like a little bit of both, because they are, for each of the robot masters, they all do something different. Like, it's the culmination of research in one field, Mm -hmm. and then you have the robot master, versus, oh, I'm just making robots for fun, like Dr. Robotnik does. Like, his robots aren't particularly nuanced. They all just hold little baby animals hostage. So you're saying, okay, let's take, um, I can't believe I'm going to use this guy as an example, but uh, was his name Scissor Man? I assume so. Oh, Cutman maybe. Like the I dude with Cut giant Man scissors. Cutman was the on his guy head? with axes. Um the axe man? maybe. Does he wear that uh, much deodorant? <laughs> All right, give me a less or maybe more hilarious one. I know you got like an encyclopedic knowledge of these boys. God, I can't remember his name. Oh no, this might not be a good example. There's one that's like a bat. Oh, Shadow Man, that's his name. Mm. Uh and he is I think it's Shadow Man. There's Shadow Man from the uh Mega Man uh battle network series and other mega man series but then there's shadow man from uh the mega man uh from mega man 7 and he's just an animatronic like he's literally made to be look like dracula and be dracula yeah that that's a pretty bad existence like so if we're looking for his least scientific one that might be it (laughs) um (laughs) if the goal was if the goal was to create someone who is a thing and then prove that you can make that thing that might be it <laughs> yeah, i guess if we're looking in the gray for, zone. yeah if we're looking for another one i think chill man or uh cold man i don't know there's one that's like ice it's i don't think it's ice man he is meant to combat global warming so that one's more of a scientific endeavor that sounds more as like well an engineering as engineering endeavor that's fair i mean like you're not hmm. testing to see if he can stop global warming he's just trying to stop global warming with his doomsday weather machine yeah i mean if anything he's like an entrepreneur he's just like trying to yeah he's trying to like he's like here's a here's a hole in the market i'm gonna fill it with a gosh dang robot (laughs) exactly all right so So, sorry do you have more uh and uh, the, the last one i was thinking i think his name is tornado man that he is meant to combat tropical storms like create a gust of wind that counteracts it which in reality is a tornado is very different than a tropical storm so uh what the heck man that's pretty wild yeah all right so let me bring it to the irl world so we can wrap this up so i'm gonna throw some let's call them people at you and you tell me what you think okay right now this list is basically just one person elon musk (laughs) everyone's a long list yes uh scientist or engineer I would say he himself is probably an engineer, like pretty problem, uh, like uh, not problematic, pretty uh, like I'd say he himself is an engineer, like pretty pragmatic, but he would be, 
I don't know because all of his companies that he has, like the Boring Company and uh, SpaceX, and no longer Tesla, but Tesla, that was the point of them was to uh, like blaze a trail to do be the cutting edge. So he himself, I could see as maybe an entrepreneur slash engineer, but his companies and their endeavors would be scientific. So I think I tricked you because the real answer was he's mad. He's so uh, he's he's ready to go when it comes to space travel and electric cars. He's oops all madness. Oops all madness. There you go. Um, all right, let's bring it back to Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, I thought you were going to say DiCaprio because he's definitely a scientist. Is he mad? I don't think uh, he's mad. I mean, he's mad he's in ma- a few of his images. He was mad for a while before he got his Oscar. Yeah, but in order to get that Oscar, the world had to literally be set on fire. So I hope you enjoyed that yeah. one, Leo. Yeah, and he needed to eat a fish or some something. Exactly. Yeah. I like how you <laughs> cracked this code way open. Right open. The uh, sushi question. Uh, for Da Vinci, I'd say uh, scientist. I mean, like he especially i think that actually this is it this this is what i think is that the difference between an engineer and a scientist is that a scientist is given a grant to fail a bunch of times <laughs> and the engineer super isn't that, and so that so is like that is the realest <laughs> thing you've ever said yeah. ever so da vinci had plenty of time and money to just make non-functioning robots exactly. like <laughs> structures but like as both you and i know as practicing engineers you don't get that nope. in the corporate space nope. you're <laughs> so. basically like here we've given you money give us the thing yeah and that's what like that's the interesting oh my god wait does that mean that entrepreneurs are more scientists than engineers because they're they're taking like venture capital money and trying to prove of concept more than they're actually delivering a product like i mean they can deliver a product but like the investments they get don't all have to like like that's the point of an investment is like this might not work out i think you gave us our perfect ending note which is it really comes down to what you do with the money because yeah i think you're totally right i think entrepreneurs most inventors are in a way or pretty much anyone who is given money with the expectation of learning a truth about the world more than actually trying to solve a problem with a particular solution or invention, I think that may be the truest form of how we understand scientists versus engineers now because I definitely feel more like a scientist when I'm researching how we can do a thing because I'm trying to look at it from all the angles. But if I was an engineer, I wouldn't mess around with all the angles. I would just figure out what are the quote-unquote best tools and build something. Yeah. Like I, I think a good example would be a scientist is a person that is trying, yeah, like trying eight different versions of a thing and seeing which one works the best and then narrowing in on that. While an engineer is putting something thing together with like Gorilla Glue and duct tape and then just like praying that it holds together that is, like the one time. That's real. That's some real stuff to end <laughs> on. And on that note, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Kian, would you like to plug anything? Oh yeah, um, you can find me Keon at uh, Why a Podcast. Also, um, Lock L A W K Life Advice with Keon. Those are the other two podcasts I do, and they're super fun. If you like comedy, that's Why a Podcast. If you like a little bit more self motivation, that's Lock L A W K Life Advice with Keon. And you can also find me on social medias at uh, Keon Buzar Cinema on Instagram, as well as Print Three D LLC on Instagram. And uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's about everything I'm doing. How about you, big boy? You're crushing you're crushing the social game, my brother. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm trying, my dude. So we're focused on 
Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Sweating the small stuff. You can definitely find us on social media at small stuff pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also on YouTube. So pretty much hey. all of our stuff now is bit. If you want to find it, just go to bit.ly forward slash STSS. And then the word like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, I'm making it as easy as possible for y'all to find it. There should be links into the show notes. Um, Dude, nice. We're definitely shooting to do some live streams or do some more stuff on YouTube so you could get a better, you can get a better taste of things that aren't just long form 20 to 30 minute podcast episodes. And yeah, I hope to do more interviews. I love having you on, Keon. You've definitely become an anchored co-host and longtime showrunner at this point. Yeah. It's probably going to... Yeah, every time I'm on, it's an absolute pleasure. And I, I like shooting the breeze with you about uh, science. And I mean, I don't get to use my engineering brain as often as I'd like. So I, I love it. Same for you and Lockcast, man. Oh, yeah. Don't forget Lockcast.com. So his site is Lockcast.com, L-A-W-K-Cast.com. And mine is smallstuff.show. So oh, yeah. trying to make it a little easier for you all to find us. And remember, from movies to media to the world around us, it details like these that make it worth Sweating the small stuff. <gasps> Yay, I helped. You did.